0: Hey, hey, welcome back to Fiat Will with Erin and Bride. Hey, guys. We um, are so excited to have a special guest with us today. But Yay! first, I want to remind you, please follow us on Instagram, F-I-Y-A-T-T, no, F-I-Y-A-T-T. A T W I L L fire at will. Also, make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast so that you can be alerted when we drop our new episodes. Go ahead and subscribe on your favorite platform and also make sure that you rate and review us because we love
1: seeing the great feedback. Um, So today we actually have a phenomenal guest, a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, uh, Yvonne Pearson. Uh, entrepreneur and owner of Melange Mode, um, mother of four, wife, and cancer warrior.
2: Hey, boo. Keep on, keep on. Keep on, keep on. <laughs> and she fine, I too, y'all. She her. fine, too. <laughs>
1: you could never tell this the woman had 40s. She fine, okay?
2: Oh, my. The list goes on. <laughs> How are you today? Doing good. Yeah? Doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being this with us. This is such exciting podcast. Yes. I'm happy to be a part. Thank I'm so you. It's on my radio voice. This is
0: true.
2: <laughs> 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 no,
0: that wasn't. that wasn't it. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. But I do admire your effort. Thank yeah.
1: you so much. <laughs> um, so, I kind of want to start with um, the fact that you have four kids. You have Lula, Felice, Charlie, and Jackson, who I adore, who is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> um, how old is uh, Felice? Felice is 13. And how how old is Jackson? Four. So 13 to four. So not only are you still going through your cancer journey, you are also running your business, and you're taking care of children between the ages of 13 and 4.
2: How the hell are you doing this, girl? So the correction is I'm not running it. It's running
1: me. Okay. Okay. That's the
2: way I see it. You know, So it's just me keeping up with what they're doing, what my business is doing, what my body is doing, um, so I kind of just see it that way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and hopefully just trying to catch up on a daily basis, right. you know.
1: So you don't you don't have any, like, tips for other moms out there that, not even like me, that's struggling. How do you balance everything? How are you?
2: Who's not? Right. Who's not struggling? Right. right. Show me a mom that's super organized in all the areas of her life, and please, like, like I'll ask her the same question, right. you know, <laughs> <laughs> because... We try to always have it together, and sometimes I can become another obstacle, you know, of course that's what we strive for, but at this point in my life, just being okay, making Mm -hmm. sure that the kids are breathing, making sure Mm -hmm. that I'm happy, that, you know, I'm healthy, just, you know, that's what I strive for on a daily
1: basis right now. So, how did you get started? What made you start Melange Mode?
2: (laughs) So I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning after a feisty argument with my husband, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't even a a particular argument that made me say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. It was just that wake-up call feeling like I'm just pouring myself into my marriage, my kids, losing myself in the process that made me say, I want something just for me. You know, and melange mode is really... A self-expression of my culture because I have a multicultural background. I'm white and black, mm-hmm. the purest form of black. My mom is African, purest form of white. My father's from Belgium. Right. So just having that space where I can just express who I am through my fashion because I've always loved the prints from you know my mom's um, from the Ivory Coast and um, always like you know very simple, plain Jane, what modern type of clothing so I just merged the two and that was just myself um, that was just me finding who I am and just pouring into me outside of mom and wife and whatever else so comes f- along. so from that moment
1: where you had that wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning how did you actually get the wheels moving on the business like how so you can I have a million thoughts right I'm like sure I, I have a million thoughts in my head but to actually make put them implement. right to make them happen is a different story. How well, did you do it?
2: Um, there's a platform called Etsy. I think everybody's very familiar. Mm-hmm. I remember having a conversation with one of my girlfriends who told me to just simply check it Check it out. So um, a week later, when I had that argument and I wasn't sleeping at night, and I said, you know what, I just have to find my space. Mm-hmm. I decided to explore and see if that could be a platform that would hold my creativity and it was because you know at 20 cents a listing why not right you know so it was just me with an idea on fire and I just tested it out I said well is there anybody else out there that has my sense of style or you know want to express myself culturally Um, let me just see if anybody else like what I like. But did so, you make your did you make right I was your about first, to ask. You, I don't sew. Do, so, okay. I, don't, okay. So. I was about to ask, okay. do you design sew so, so? so I created my business purely out of failures. So step one was, hey mom, when whenever you go back home, here's my dress, my cute little pencil dress. Find me some good fabrics that, you know, reflects my taste, bring it back. Of course she comes back with something that looks like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Right so i said no mom i like the shape but i don't like this print right next time you go home let's try it again right she comes with the bomb print but the shape of the dress was completely wrong mm-hmm. so at that point i said well let me just find somebody locally and start searching for you know prints that i can just import or purchase you know here in the u.s so of course i was very expensive but that's basically how i decided to just be more hands-on. Mm-hmm. So even though you're not a seamstress now, we don't like this president, but let me tell you one thing I remember that he's always said. Always hire the people who are smarter than you or who can do the things that you can't. Right. Yes. So I want to create a clothing line. I'm not signing up for a sewing class. Right. Let me just hire, some, hire someone that who, who's already a seamstress. Right. Let me just do all the research. But what if you don't have the means to pay? What is it that
1: we don't have today, ma'am? Right. No, I'm talking about the money.
0: Well, no, because, I mean, there's there's so many people out there who simply know how to sew or love to sew. So if you connect with them and say, hey, I really want to try something out, it may not cost a whole lot of money on the front end. It may be something, some sort of partnership that you
1: all for. So your overhead initially wasn't that it high? It was very low. Okay. It was
2: simply, true sure enough, you know, sewing something that was custom made to my measurements right. into, you know, the prints that I've purchased. So, yes, you know, it did cost me, you know, maybe 100 or $200, I can't even remember what it was, mm-hmm. to get a sample made exactly how I wanted. Um, I'm sure it wasn't that much, but you get the point. Right. Um, but yes, you're basically just investing in yourself, mm-hmm. making sure that at the end of the day, whatever I spend is something that I love anyway, so if it doesn't sell, it's mine. Right, right. It, you've purchased something from Nordstrom's or Neiman right. Marcus right. that you truly right. loved. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the it, way I and, saw it. And I
1: agree with you. I totally agree with you. I just didn't know that that's the way that it happened for you. So then once you started to advertise, the business took off quickly and it grew. Quickly. Yeah.
2: Tell I, me more. When I did think that happen? That, I think so. <laughs>
1: I think that it grew I think that you um, people started to take notice because I think that at the time that you launched, you're one of the only people to be doing African print now i see it all over the place now everybody's doing it but initially when you did it i didn't see it that market hadn't been cornered yet
2: right it it was a few people out there Mm -hmm. uh, because i did have to find my you know do a little research to see if there were um, any african print designers out there one in particular that i truly fell in love with was um stella jean Mm -hmm. she has a similar background she is Haitian and Italian and has a, she's very old-fashioned, you know, all that, uh, very established um, in the fashion industry but she basically used prints mm-hmm. um, to incorporate in her fashion line. So I really loved the fact that this idea was out there because we're not here to reinvent a wheel. Right. We're just here to make it our own. Right? Yes. So um, that was a good confirmation for me to find somebody out there that I could, you know, get inspiration from and see that the feedback was positive, that people are looking for something like that. But you're right. At the beginning, it really wasn't, you know, a buzz. Right. But mind you, African print has been around for centuries, you know, from the beginning of time. It just didn't get any exposure, any marketing overseas. Um, Or it wasn't um, the way it seemed to be stylized. It looked
0: like lots of... Older ah, moms keys. and yes. grandmothers and, you know, big head wraps and very you, covered you've up. you made it sexy. Right. Oh, right. tell
2: me.
1: <laughs>
2: but, so, but you have. Well, you've right. got
0: to
1: stop. <laughs> I'm keeping a real boo. You know me. Um, so once the business grew and um, obviously the person that you employed to make the custom pieces just for you, when you have the amount of orders I'm sure that you had at one time where there is such an influx, that person no longer can accommodate Right. making, oh, Yvonne, sorry, I know I hooked it up for you, but I can't make 50 pieces this week. That's just, so what do you do at that point?
2: So I started looking for um, local solutions, um, local manufacturing companies here in Atlanta. Found a few, but of course the overhead was just so high, mm-hmm. but that's just... You know it was just me i just always saw it as me reinvesting in my business um and i really like the concept of being able to do things local Mm -hmm. um but of course you know you can't compete with china or you know manufacturing companies overseas so i definitely but that wasn't until three years in that i was able to find um, that type of solution for my business because you know when you deal with overseas and putting in a lot of money Mm -hmm. um, into, you know, creating manufacturing products, it's expensive and you really have to trust them. Right. Um, So I was so happy to have found that down the line, but you're right, the first year of business was so tough. Everything was coming out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I just kept reinvesting. Anytime people would purchase, I was just literally reinvesting my business a little bit at a time. Right.
1: So, but you were able to find somebody locally that could uh, pump out larger volumes? Eventually, yes. The first
2: couple of months, it was just one seamstress, then two, then three. Then I started sewing in bulk, you know, in bulk and I mean in small numbers um, until I was able to sew overseas after. Year three. Okay.
1: And then from Etsy, you've um, created your own shop, I think, right? Like I did. Right.
2: I did. And that was very scary, actually. Um, but, you know, with the Instagram and social media, yes, right. Facebook, Twitter, whatever else is out there, when you're able to market yourself, I think it's important to have your own platform and just transition because when you're on Etsy, it's a great platform, but you also have so much more because not everybody goes to
1: Etsy exactly. either so right. you need to have you need to become more visible at some right. point
0: there's nothing really when you go to Etsy if I were to put in um African print or something
1: thousands a lot
0: of thousands. things come up and <laughs> I, how would I find her right I would I may stumble upon her but it's just a possibility so it's good that you've been able to leverage social media
2: so, so how did I mean, you start that though huh <sighs> one picture at a time yeah I wish it was like that solution that everybody's looking for, you know. I think that also
1: it doesn't it doesn't hurt you the fact that you can be your own model. I think that that is I really what helped. It no, let's be real. It helped you. It helped the fact that you're photogenic. It helped the fact that in your pieces, the pieces look good on you. Mm-hmm. So when the people see those pictures, they're like, "Oh, I want to look like that. I like the way that looks. I'm ordering that." So I think that that also has you know, comes into play. You didn't have to pay anybody to model for you. you well, I've done just... both,
2: actually, trial and error. My business is so trial and error, mm-hmm. and it's still in those phases now. Um, I've done professional shoots, I've used models, I've used myself, I've done indoor photography, outdoor, you know, I just kind of tested what would work for my audience, and you're right for some reason... They
1: respond to you.
2: They respond to me, and I don't even think it has to deal with anything... Thanks. My edges look good. <laughs> <No, laughs> you right. No. You look but, good. You, you take beautiful photos. You do. Well, I appreciate that, but I think it really has to deal with branding yourself.
1: So, because you're... Your, to you. Right. Yes. You're and, putting your face on your brand, so you right. feel like people connect to, to your product yes.
2: more. Um, I've seen people who look you know, totally different from me, all shapes, sizes, colors, hair type, when I, and, I've, and I kind of studied that too to see if it would work for me, when I see them sell their product, people connect a whole lot more um, than just something that seems so manufactured right. and just, right. you know, just cold on a gray background. And right. that works, too, if you want to keep that professional look. But, my, but that's not really a reflection of my life. Right. I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm a small business. Mm-hmm. And this is my way of expressing myself and connecting to the world. Right. That's what people buy when they see my pictures. Right.
1: Yeah. And you look good in the clothes, too.
0: Well, thank you. I think one thing I appreciate about her Instagram is that um, as I'm looking through the pictures, you, you style it so that people can um, visualize themselves in it. Like, oh, so when you have like, I think you posted like the, the three-piece ensemble, mm-hmm. but you also um, made sure that you said, okay, this is how I would just wear the pants, or this is how I would just wear the duster, because sometimes people don't really have a sense of style. They literally say, give me that off the mannequin. And for you to offer them so many options makes them feel like they can be fashionable
2: as well. And honestly, African print is easy to style because it's already so bold and unique. Mm -hmm. Toning everything else down really works. So having those simple tops or repeating this, oh my gosh, that that black and brown necklace that I'm so in love with. I've worn that thing a thousand times. But you really don't have to put as much effort Mm -hmm. when you have something as bold and different as wearing an African piece. So my whole concept is just to have fun with it mm-hmm. without overdoing it. It's already overdone. Right, right. that's right. true.
1: Right, so for somebody getting, or trying to get started with their own small business, and it doesn't have to be a clothing, it could be a jewelry, it could be whatever, what advice would you give them? What was something that you learned along the way that you wish somebody would have told you?
2: So I think the, the biggest fear To me in starting a business, is oh gosh, I have this great idea, but now I'm going to expose myself to my friends and family and anybody else who sees me on social media. What if I fail? What if my business closes in a couple of months? What if I don't have the capital? What if they don't like the idea, and I think it's a bomb idea, but what if the response is not what I anticipated? Mm -hmm. That's our biggest fear, you know, and you really have to just say, hey, I'm just going to have to do it, regardless of what the response is. If it's something that you want to do, note to self... Your biggest supporters may not be your friends and family, right. by the way. Mm-hmm. Right. More than likely, it will be somebody outside of your circle that will support you the most. Right. I'm just keeping it real. Right. Right? Your friends will say, hey, that's cute, girl. Keep on going. Right. right, right. You know, but that client will spend their money on something that they like. Right. So really don't be afraid to show all of your flaws and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Sell yourself. Right. I always... I've always stick to that. Just sell myself. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so many times I've made an outfit that that I thought would just fly off the shelves, and something else that I was not really enthusiastic about did better than the one I really loved. Right. And hold on now, I love all my stuff. Right. right. But what I'm saying is, just have fun with it and just. Just sell yourself, bring yourself more than your product. Right.
1: So I think that that is something that rings true for Aaron and myself because when we started this podcast, um, we just authentically wanted to do something that rang true for us. Both of us love to talk, and both of yes, us you do, like to advise, <laughs> and both of us like to. are um, opinionated. We're yes. very opinionated. And that's okay, Right, yes. Right. So we wanted a platform where we could express ourselves and um, I thought that podcasting was a great way to do it. And I think that we've received a lot of positive feedback because we're really true to ourselves we're really who we are we're not fucking acting like we no, somebody right. we're really who we are and I think that that um rings true across the board for anybody that is getting into something if right. they stay if they stay true to themselves they more than likely will end up successful and my family doesn't have to promote my business they don't have to listen to my podcast that doesn't it don't matter to me um because I feel like because I'm being true to myself exactly. it will resonate it's for you. We're doing right. something right. that feels good to us right. and that's the most important part right. So speaking of
0: that, when you woke up at four o'clock in the morning with this idea all of the time between that and today, how did that how did your family manage all of these changes?
2: Well you know one thing that I'm still working on is pouring more of, of myself and you know pouring more into my business. Right now, my priority is my health, my children, my family. That always comes first. So I am a little sad that sometimes I don't have that nine to five schedule to solely focus on my business, mm-hmm. as true entrepreneurs should, right? Um, so they, we just kind of go with the flow right now, mm-hmm. especially with my health scare. That just kind of gave me a, a, a another focus. Mm-hmm. My business had to, you know, fall back Take a, a back little a seat. bit. A little bit until you know I can get back on my feet. Right. Um, So I'm just going with the flow. Yeah. So
1: so tell us about um, how did you figure out or find out that you had cancer?
2: That's so funny because I just finally wrote the blog about it yesterday. I've been sharing my journey. Hold on. Let's. What
1: what what's the blog? So, that if people want to read about oh, it, oh,
2: okay. Can. It's actually on my site, YvonneJ.Pearson.com. Okay. It's under my healing section. Okay. And it's called, you know, Signs and Symptoms because I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, how did you find out or what did you see? How did you feel? I've always had those questions and I kind of dodged a bullet here and there because, one, going back down that memory lane is not so pleasant for me yes. because I just want to turn the page and move on with my life. But I'm always reeled back into helping somebody else. Right. You know, if, if they can learn from my mistakes, maybe they can, you know, go check, go check themselves out right. a lot earlier or whatnot. Or identify so,
1: something that you pointed out. Exactly.
2: Right. Um, so I found, so everything is on the blog, you know, in detail. But, in, you know, to keep it short, um, I, just, I was just twirling my finger around my necklace one day, felt the lump right right on my collarbone just a tiny little lump like a skittle sized lump i was like hmm that's interesting what's that you know it just mm-hmm. felt kind of hard and didn't pay no mind because it wasn't painful mm-hmm. and you know you say well oh, i'll check it out but again you're running a business you're a wife you're a mom you're right? running here and there figuring things out out of sight out of mind you know but that was the first sign Later on down the line, when I finally went to get diagnosed and everything, I realized that the signs were always there and I just didn't pay attention to them.
1: Tell us about some
2: of them. All right. So, number one, fatigue. Yes. But come on now, what mom is in fatigue, you know? But I remember vividly one one day, I was cooking, I wasn't even doing anything extravagant to make me really tired, but I sat down on the couch. For like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and I asked myself, I said, why am I so tired all the time? You know, it, it was just repetitive tiredness mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. No, Jay, I don't feel like having sex tonight. I'm sleepy. Mm-hmm. My eyes are, you know I wear contacts all the time, so you know when your eyes, even if you weren't right. too long, you think you're sleepy. Yes. Right. So, yes. No, it wasn't your, co- <laughs> it weren't your contacts. Mm-hmm. You're tired because you're, you're, your immune system is fighting off an infection or a virus, you right. know, all the energy is being drained to fight something off. So those were just little signs here and there that were popping up that I didn't realize until I was actually- Diagnosed. Diagnosed and dealing with the whole cancer journey. Um, what's another sign? So there there were little signs at the beginning and also signs afterwards when I thought that I was beating it off. Mm-hmm. Um, that also showed up. My feet started swelling up all the time. I'm like, well, what is this about? Okay, put your feet up. You know, just like when you're pregnant, put your feet up, walk it off. Mm -hmm. But it, so it would go away, but then it will keep coming back. Mm -hmm. Constant coughing. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh gosh, I'm feeling sick, I'm coughing. Mm -hmm. Just a, I just gotta clear my throat. When Mm -hmm. I talk for, you know, I say a few words and I would just, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and move on, nothing painful. It was never painful, so I think that's, that's why I kind of kept it under the radar. Right. Um, but it was just those little tiny signs. So here's a disclaimer, though. I don't want you to listen to my signs and now start Googling and fall into the trends that I fell into, and now, oh gosh. Don't have
1: WebMD diagnose you, right, <laughs> right.
2: All of those things mm-hmm. under the sun mm-hmm. are pertaining to how I feel, right. you know? Mm-hmm no boo just go drink you some water right. your throat is dry right you don't right. have cancer right. Okay? right. so I'm just saying that you know pay attention to the signs listen to the little whispers okay but don't freak out about it right. you know just go to the doctor you so know what
0: finally led did anyone else notice
2: before yes. you went to the doctor uh well yes I did you know I felt a little anyone
0: did anyone ever look at you and say?
2: No, at the beginning, I, it was about six months before you could actually see the lump. Mm-hmm. I could feel it, but it was so tiny, it was right by my collarbone. You could, you could notice it, mm-hmm. and I told my husband about it. I was actually on a trip with uh, my girlfriend and her husband, so we talked about it, but you know, didn't really know what it was. You know, they told me to just get it checked out. I didn't go right away, and honestly, nothing was happening. The reason why I also don't feel bad that I didn't go right away is because a cancer cell usually grows 10 years prior to it being even visible. Mm-hmm. So it's been there all along. Mm-hmm. So, but see, I didn't know that. So when I found that I had cancer, I went through that whole beating myself up about it. Right. You know, why didn't I go sooner? Six months would not have changed anything. Right. So that's another thing. Everyone has cancer cells. You develop about one to two cancer cells a day. Mm -hmm. It's just that your immune system is strong enough to fight it off on a daily basis. right? Until it's too weak based on what you're going through, whether it's stress or an illness or whatever else may cause cancer. Those Popeye's uh, chicken sandwiches that yeah. y'all want to... I'm just joking. <laughs> I, <laughs> haven't, <laughs> I haven't had one. I'm not I'm not—I'm interested as interested. Just as joking! <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, there are things that will cause your immune system to shut down right. or, you know, not be as strong to fight off those daily cancer cells. So just kind of, you know, don't ignore it, but pay attention right. at the same time. So that's how I found out. So...
1: But the actual day you found out, take us. Take I don't a remember. Day.
2: I think it was June 18th of 2016. I know it was in June, but I don't remember the actual date mm-hmm. because again, it wasn't so significant. Oh gosh, I had cancer. I found out on. But 30, hearing a doctor
1: day. say that to you, hearing the doctor okay. come in and say, "Yvonne, you know," sort so of that to let was you know.
2: January 4th. And what kind of cancer you do
1: have? Because okay. we, we didn't talk about that either.
2: So when I finally went to the doctor, so you know, I, I noticed in June. Nothing happened. The little tiny skittle never grew. Out of sight, out of mind. December, it flared up out of nowhere. Mm. So that's another thing that I've learned along the process is that cancer is very sporadic. You know, it can be really, really slow and then, you know,
0: out grow of out of nowhere.
2: Mm-hmm. So um, when the lump did get a lot bigger and then it was two and three and four, um, went to the doctor and he... He said, he, as soon as he saw it, he said, this could be lymphoma. But again, I'm not sure. The best way to find out is to get a, di- you know, a, a biopsy. And I didn't even know those terms. I didn't even know what a lymph node was. Mm. You know. So that was all new to me. But um, that's basically the best way to get diagnosed, to get a biopsy of a tumor or you know, any type of growth. Uh, growth. Uh, especially tissue, you know. But um, when he said it to me, I kind of, I've never been a doctor person, except when it was time to deliver my kids Mm -hmm. or have my, you know, basic checkups. Um, So I never really freaked out. If someone has a fever or a cold, I'm just saying, hey, drink some orange juice, you'll be fine in four days. You know, I've never been that type of person to just freak out about medical things. Mm So when he said it to me, I you your heart does get to beat. But I chose to rely on the fact that he said he wasn't sure, and that gave me peace at that moment. I said, "Well, you're not sure." Right. And I'm not I'm not feeling sick. Right. So, we shall see." Right. And that's kind of how I just I guess soothe myself and cope with the traumatic effect that it can, you know, what, what could happen to you mentally? When I tell you the physical part is easy, the psychological, emotional part of dealing with a traumatic Ill- illness is what you basically heal from for the rest of your life.
1: So I remember coming to see you probably last year, probably mm-hmm. last year, and Yvonne, for those who don't know, is sickingly optimistic. She's just a very bubbly, happy <laughs> well, person. <you're> sure. <laughs> and extremely optimistic. Yes. Um, but I came to her house because, I don't know, I just, I just wanted to see her. And I came upstairs, and she was laying down. I think it was in, in Charlie's bed. I think it Probably. was Charlie's room. And um, I just looked at her, and I sat down at the end of the bed, and I said, come on, we're going to do whatever you want to do today. If you want to get your hair done, you want to get a mess, what you want to do, whatever you want to do today, I'm going to do it for you. We're going to have fun and you just looked at me and you just cried and you said, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. I just feel like I'm just over this or I, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And because I've, I've known her prior to her last two children, I've known her since for, for many, many years, I couldn't help but cry because I'm like, oh my God, like this has to be really, 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 really serious because mm-hmm. Yvonne is so positive for her to be like, fuck this, I'm like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. no, 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 Then you end up going to the hospital, and you stay in the hospital for a little while. I'm reaching out to Jay. Jay's her husband, um, but I can't really get through because he's so occupied with the kids trying to take care of you, blah, blah, blah. So me and my sisters just show up at the hospital, and I was so scared because she looked really like that was it. And I said, you know what? What do you want? I'm going to bring you whatever you want me to bring you. She's like, I want a beef patty. I said, (laughs) everything you want in this world, you want a beef patty? She said, I want a beef patty, and and I want a smoothie. Yes. So I said, okay, so I'll go to... A
2: beef patty Golden from a girl who's been vegan for two years, right? <laughs> I go to Golden Crest. I'm gonna check out a chick out of here with a beef patty. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you. I go to Golden
1: Crest. I get her the beef patty. I get me and my sisters get her the, the smoothie, and we come back. And when we come back, she's completely out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you want to eat that beef patty? She's like, girl, give me that fucking beef patty. (laughs) So I give her the beef patty, and she's at this point they medicated her, so she's telling us how she wants to go to a Chris Brown concert and (laughs) all kind of stuff. And Jay, her husband, is laughing. He's like, you want to go see Chris Brown, but my ass is here. What you (laughs) doing is you, you want to come see me, is what you want to see. And so at that point, she starts to chew the patty, but her mouth is so dry because she can't make saliva that she can't even chew it. And she falls asleep while eating. I'm like, you know what, Jay? She's not in the right place. Mm-hmm. This place is not the right hospital. This is not the right place. We need to get her over to Emory, who is a specialist mm-hmm. in cancer care. We, she can't stay here no more. And I understand. I, I was like, the nurses are really nice and everything. But these people, I, I'm telling you, I can tell. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. She, if you leave her here, some, she's going to die. Right. And I'm telling you, I can tell there's still life to live. So please just... Look into it. I think that the hospital was closer to her house. It it was convenient because he has to take care of the kids. He got to take care of her. But at that point too, when he saw, she tried to chew and her mouth just went dry and Mm -hmm. she fell asleep with the food in her. He's like, "Fuck, I'm I'm fuck this."
2: Now, mind you, we've never dealt with cancer before, right? So you just he didn't know he's doing the best he can do. He's He's doing doing the best he can do, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you just don't really realize how the decisions you make life or death
1: but he didn't know I'm telling you he really didn't know he was doing the best that he could do right. and I could tell and I've known Jay for many years too and, and seeing him in the role that he was as caregiver made me respect him differently um, to take care we talked care. about this yeah
0: we talked about how different life experiences uncover other parts of your character and your integrity right so he's been Jay, he's been brother, son, husband, father, father mm-hmm. but this Not caregiver.
1: uncovered something else. Seeing him as a caregiver, it really changed my, my opinion. I, 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 I respected him so much more. Um,
2: and I think it's because people don't realize, I always say, the people dealing with Cancer mm-hmm. have it easier than the caregivers. I agree. Just like now, I'm, you've never even told me this, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You guys have seen things that I have, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. So he's seen it all. When I finally came out of that traumatic experience, what, did I die almost three times last yeah. year? I don't know. Yeah. I can't keep count, yeah. okay? Yeah. This cat here is real girl, right. but <laughs> right. um, you know, I was feeling great. Now I'm ready to move on with my life, and he's still having to heal yes. emotionally yes. from all the traumatic things that he's seen and so experienced. So I, I don't want to touch that yet,
1: because I want to, because that's a that's I, that's a huge subject that I want to touch on. But I want to just talk about the the transition. So you were at this hospital. We don't even I don't remember the name. We don't even talk about them. But <laughs> then don't. Jay says, "Okay, guys, you're right, Me and We called. We couldn't for some reason. I think that there was a hard time getting a bed at Emory." So we made some calls.
2: We couldn't. Tra- they don't do transfers on Friday. I don't even know if we can disclose this, but hey, we're gonna, we, keep we, it gonna, right. we're gonna Tell do it. Story, right? They don't we really do these people. types of transfer based right. on my severe case. Right on Fridays, they say that I should wait until Monday. That nurse was off her weekly shift, ready, ready to go home. You know how they have what three, four days off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She said, "I will." go with her, mm-hmm. because basically the doctor did not authorize for me to go to, uh, in an ambulance mm-hmm. on my own. So this, I don't even remember this lady's name. You saved my life, she saved my life. She was off that day, that was her last shift. She did all my paperwork that Friday and decided to ride with me to Emory. To, to Emory.
1: Mm-hmm. But I remember though, we called, I think Brooke called Brooke is my sister for you guys I don't know. I think Brooke called, and they said that they didn't have space or something to that effect. So she's like, nah, fuck that. Y'all going to make space. Mm. So I call Chris, and I'm like, you need to put out an SOS for me, for somebody at Emory, because we need to get Yvonne there today. Brooke gets on a horn, and she happens to know the, uh, the nurse that is working in the oncology unit at Emory. So she gets on the phone with them, and they're like, just have the people send over her shit. We're going to get her in here today. Wow. And um, Jay's like, okay, let me make some calls. We had to have the girl that was taking care of your, well, not really taking care of your girls, but watching over your girls while Jay was Deanna. at the hospital. Like, yes. Hey, Deanna. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had to have her come and, and go stay with the girls. And then we left because Jay was, because you had, um, like I said, at that point right there, I didn't know what was going to happen and Jay needed the space because you really just were in a bad space. And we were like, okay, we're gonna leave, but we want you to call us. He said, look, don't worry about Ivan. I need y'all to go get these girls' hair done. <laughs> yes, y'all <God. laughs> need it, my girls, they need their hair braided. <laughs> worry about my children, please. I'll take care because of them. Because
2: their life goes on, right? you know? Right,
1: right. So you get moved over to Emory. Within a week at Emory, it's like night and day. Night and day. So it turns out that they were treating you with the wrong chemotherapy.
2: Well, they weren't treating me, actually. That's what the problem was. I went through a phase. Okay, so, when you have any type of cancer, and this is 2018, guys. Mm -hmm. 2018, Mm -hmm. with all this iPhone technology, we come out with a new iPhone on a weekly basis, seems Mm -hmm. like, but when it comes to cancer and all these holistic improvements and all these things that are life-changing right when you deal with the medical industry they still wanted at a time to use regular chemo the standard type of chemo quote unquote because they are supposed to use something that they have the most history right um You know, to make sure that there's the safest way to treat patients. Mm -hmm. So when you have cancer, you're supposed to go through regular chemo first. If that fails, now they'll try something else. So then my first chemo was doing really great. A couple of months later, after a PET scan, the results, you know, we're seeing new growth or it's not, you know, regressing. So they increased my dose. They changed my chemo. There's so many different types of chemo. But so now... If they basically don't see the change that they want to see that's the only way for them to switch what their the, the, the treatment that mm-hmm. they're giving you so they changed my chemo to a more aggressive type whatever it's called that fell also so at that point What do we do? So I was in a phase where they simply didn't know what to do, and we had to do another biopsy, other testing, in order to determine what they would give me next. Well, within that phase of not being treated, Mm -hmm. cancer was like, hey! It's having a party in your body. It was
1: lit. And you also tried to take the holistic route. So you went down to Arizona,
2: was it? Yes, I went down to Mexico, um, New Hope. Their, their headquarters is in Arizona. This is actually prior to my chemo journey. Okay. Um, Head cancer since 2016. I did two years of holistic treatment, which I still believe till this day saved my life. Mm-hmm. Because cleaning out your body on a cellular level, mm-hmm. there's nothing else like it. Mm-hmm. I believe that disease only enters through the holes in your body. Right. Your mouth anus, whatever other hole you have. Mm. I don't know how many holes you got, but okay. I got the same amount as you got. What you talking about? about. So that's how things enter. That's what alters your genetics and, you know, your whole system. So knowing that basic fact made me say, hey, I just got to clean up what's coming in Mm -hmm. so that everything else can come out. So honestly, I feel like that two year of cleansing and refocusing on healing on the cellular level kept me at bay for a very long time. Disclaimer again, I was only about 100 pounds. When you go to a raw vegan type of uh, diet, mm-hmm. I had no body fat to sustain that type of lifestyle. And if your cancer becomes very aggressive, you're just fighting against time. Right. Mm-hmm. So somebody who has good body fat, i would be more an time. excellent candidate, oh, yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I was just an exception to the rule. That's right. the way I see it. Um, I just didn't have enough time to fight it off that way. That way. Mm-hmm. But I highly recommend it. So, chemotherapy or m- medical remedies is just a faster way, you know, to treat something that's very aggressive and when you're running out of time.
1: And and you stated, too, um, that when you were going through chemo with the other hospital, not Emory, every time you would just, when you're going there, it just puts you in a bad headspace. It was such a horrible experience. It was such a traumatic experience for you. But then when you went over to Emory and you started to do the chemo with them, it's like, hold on a second. Why was I suffering and going through all the shit I was going through? It's like night and day. So the experience was different. At
2: Emory, so at the first hospital, I was doing two two chemos that failed. The energy, and I strongly believe in energy, Mm -hmm. was not even there. The very first time I met my oncologist, we argued for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna go through that, but... But the tone was set. The tone was set, you know, he was never really sure of himself. And I had a very specific, it it was scary, you know? So I can understand his concerns, but damn, sell me a right. little bit of hope, but right. that's okay, because right. I, right. I can sell my damn self. Right. Right? So right. anyway, I just need you to be on the same page. If I'm going to be positive, I need you to be positive as well. Right. Don't sell me a dream, mm-hmm. but be optimistic. That's all I was asking. Right. So I think based on his personality, he did the best he could. But uh, when I went to Emory, they actually switched me over to immunotherapy, which I think was a life changer. Got it. Life changing experience. Katruda, you have seen that commercial. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is the real deal, honey. Okay. Based on my case. And yes, I'm so. and
1: I'm telling you from seeing
2: you then. Do you get and paid for advertisement now? because that was a we just dropped some names <laughs> up Listen, in here. Uh, we okay. need to Katruda. Okay. Katruda. <laughs> <laughs> Run me my check. Beb, don't be mouth, whatever it's called.
1: <laughs> so, seeing you then and seeing you now is like night and day. <sighs> Thank god. It's like night and day. And um, I, I you know what though even when even that day that was so scary like I said, I knew there was still life in you. I knew that you, you were not Thank about you, to leave here and leave your... I just knew you weren't.
2: And all those things is basically what saved my life. Right. You know, who you surround yourself. Yes. All, those thing, all those things are so important to my mental well-being, to right. my soul. You know, because honestly, I feel healed. You asked me just a few seconds ago if... Am I still dealing uh, with cancer? Am, have I, have I, am yeah, I because if you see her, you couldn't even tell, no. right, right?
1: Right. But you've gained some weight back. Yeah. Your colors back. I feel even, like I'm healed. You, you, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's just downloading good. physically. So, right. so having that spiritual healing is so important. Who pours into you, like you guys, right. you know, and who supports you is a game changer. Right. And who fights for you, exactly, right. and being being surrounded by.
1: True positive energy, and you've, we even did Reiki sessions at your house. But Honey, that, that's a different talk for <laughs> a different time. <laughs> so, let's talk about how. Before we talk about Jay, how hey, <laughs> how you think the cancer has affected your children?
2: Oh, it definitely so. It, and it who affects in particular? Because, because you, affect, there's right? four
1: different personalities. Yes, and. You know, yes, of course, if your mother has cancer, you're going to be affected or impacted negatively. Absolutely. But everybody processes things differently. And Mm -hmm. from my experience with your children, I know that Felice tends to be the more emotional one, but she may have processed this whole situation differently. So, you know, how how has it impacted your children, and how are you helping them through it?
2: And you're so right. Based on their personalities, it has definitely impacted them differently. Um, Felice, so one thing that I did from the very beginning was to make sure that I was transparent from the get-go. I never hid the fact that I had cancer from my children mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure that they had a space where they could openly talk about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be a taboo subject, and now you're dealing with all this stress, right. not knowing if your mom will make it home today. Right, right. So I wanted to make sure that that was an open conversation at all times, regardless of how good or bad, because I've had such a roller coaster where... I was doing super great, you know. We're thinking this is the end of the tunnel, and then fall right back down to the hell pit right? mm-hmm. three times, you know. So I know for sure that they've been affected. Felice, you know, being she was twelve at the time, between eleven and thirteen, so she definitely took a mother role, you know. I was so surprised that they still did pretty well at school, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's because we had a village. You know, I wasn't home, but it was so many people pouring into my household just to make sure that those kids were okay. Right. Anyway, thank God for that. Thank yeah. God for that. Mm-hmm. Lula has always been <laughs> Lula. You Lula, know, she's Lula. very
1: outgoing. <gasps> and she's not, uh, she's not emotional. And I'm going to tell you a story about Lula. <laughs> So Lula and Omar. When Omar was little, he had a little crush on Lula. They must have been two, three years old. I don't know. <laughs> and I hear them in Omar's room playing. And she's like, "Omar, you better sit down right now." Yep. And Omar that. says,
2: "Yes, Lula." <laughs> <laughs> whatever funny.
1: Lula, whatever Lula told Omar to do, he'd be like, "Yes, Lula."
2: <laughs> and she was the one, you know. Ever since she's been little, she would do. She never really got in trouble. but, it, but if she got in trouble and spanked her she would hold it in we would spank her like dang girl when you gonna cry but Mm -hmm. she'll hold it in and then she'll you know she'll eventually break but she is a tough cookie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm sure it affected her but emotionally i don't know where she got it from but she's very strong emotionally she's very Mm -hmm. strong. yes now charlie my bubble bear she i've definitely a shit i've seen a shift charlie is highly emotional um i could cry today and charlie would cry right along so Charlie is definitely, I think, the most emotional out of the three girls. Um, I've definitely seen how it affected her emotionally within the past two years. You know, even till this day, if I cry, she'll cry right along with me, not even knowing what I'm crying about. I could be watching Oprah. Right. You know? Um, That's my personality. So, yeah. she. I think she's very sensitive Mm -hmm. this could also be because you know she's always having to fight off two older sisters that's always telling her what to do and fight off her little brother who's always getting on her nerves so she's always fighting to have her stance in the household right and um you know i i'm still working on making sure that they have that emotional support at home but one thing that's been super great is that at their school they have a support system. They have a support group where they can actually go voluntarily and, you know, do something creative or talk about it outside of their. Did basic they create curriculum. that for your kids, or was no, that a, it was actually already there? Oh, that's amazing! There. Look that's at amazing. God, yeah. right? right? For kids who are going through, like uh, parents who are going through a divorce, mm-hmm. or if they lost a, a loved one or, you know, illnesses, anything traumatic that could, you know, distract them from their schoolwork. Right. And that's been really, really helpful. Um, And Jack, Jack is four. So, you know, have you seen Jay? You showed me pictures, (laughs) yeah. That's my boy. He's
1: so cute. (laughs) I can't even take it how cute that boy is. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
2: Jackson has been, you know, that's a mama's boy. Right. So he's definitely been connected. I'm just so thankful that he's young enough not to remember a lot of the traumatic events Mm -hmm. or really understand it either understand right but he knows he asked me if he sees me laying in the bed and those were my old days Mm -hmm. but he would see me laying in the bed and say mommy are you okay he would know when i'm in the bed too long or ask me to you know do you want something to drink or Mm -hmm. so he's very caring he noticed when something is wrong but not enough to understand what's going on right so she got an omar zion on her hands um, yes this little boy when i tell you
1: he's so cute oh my god and he's a ladies man too (laughs) he's smooth he's smooth (laughs) that boy is smooth um so now let's talk about jay because like you said to think about having to stand by somebody while they're going through something that dire talk about that. that that is Do you know how many articles? Sorry to cut you off.
2: But there's so many articles of, you know, well-known people who leave their wives, you know, their partners, because of these types of illnesses. And I'm telling you. And that's not selfish, by the way. I don't think
1: it's selfish at all. I think that it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It is a lot to stick by somebody through something like this. It takes a lot from you. And to watch somebody that you love be that ill on that level, it's like. If I had to be Jay and go to that hospital every day and look at you the way that you were, I couldn't do it. I personally don't have that strength. I just could not see, and I would want to be positive, Mm -hmm. and I would want to know that you're going to be okay. But to see you the way you were, and I just saw you a couple of times.
2: You saw me with clothes on, honey. He had to see the ugly, dirty 80 pounds, Yvonne. That ugly, dirty, stuff. Ugly, them. dirty, but the, honey. The, the
1: sick, Yvonne. The sick... And to...
2: He had that, a white... That booty hole, honey, that's, that's real love. Yes.
1: That's what I'm saying. To be able to do that kind of thing. But you... Also, too, you have birthed four children for Jay. He <laughs> kind of fucking knows you. Okay? So, whatever. I think,
0: but I also think you don't really know. you Until your love is tested that way, mm-hmm. you don't really know. You can think you know from the outside or even think you know from the experience but I'm, I'm gonna tell you I witnessed love like that with my aunt and her husband they were married maybe 10 years so um they came together later in life but he stuck he stuck
1: and I'm not saying it that it can't be done. Just like you said, be. there's a whole bunch of articles on people that have left. But the, the right. reason, and I'm not faulting those people because I know I the, don't strength, either,
2: actually. the right. strength
1: that it takes to stay in a situation like that. I know that um, because of the person that I am, I would stay because mm-hmm. of the person that I am. Right. But it would be hard as hell yeah. to see somebody that you love going through that right
2: and, and then in you're sacrificing your own life and you're sacrificing your own right. life for, for but it's life. not that it's the helplessness
1: right it's the helplessness. it's the helplessness it's like okay yeah i'm here and i'm sitting here and i'm but I'm how, I can't help you. Right. Yes, that's that's fucking frustrating.
2: He said that's the toughest thing to not being able to help because, you know, men are fixers. Fixers, you know, they want to be able to help you in any way, shape possible. So to just be able to, you know, stand there and not be able to do anything about it, that was his biggest struggle. Right. So after, you know, everything, like I said, I
1: saw a different side of Jay. And the truth is that he stayed strong. Uh, even in that moment not all the time but did he well I I, 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 I didn't well I guess that's the side that you saw but in front of everybody else he really did appear to be very very strong and he just wanted to what do we need to do Yes. What do we need true. to do? Where well, do you you came in there and
2: said, oh, Jay, this is what we <laughs> need to do. <laughs> where are my gloves? Give right. me my scrubs. Right. I, hell, I'll do this. <laughs> so it's true. So, I did. I'm telling so, you, it's the, the village that supported the both of us. Right. You know, because he, he was very strong until we both had moments where we said, you know what? Right. What do we do from here? Right. And you guys came in and, you know, picked us up. Right.
1: So. so and thank you for but you don't have to. But, but, um so, the after, Be funny girl that <laughs> lives. so after that moment, after, you know, you left and you're in Emory and you're thinking back and you're going back to your normal life, right? You're, you're bouncing back to Yvonne. You're still going through your stuff, but you're bouncing back to Yvonne and you're laying in bed with your husband at night. Tell me how that dynamic has changed because it, it had to have. It had to have. And how you guys are still learning and growing and processing.
2: Right, right. So, wow, that is a real question right there. I just have to take a deep breath Mm -hmm. because I'm basically coming back from death, Right. right? And I'm ready to live my full life. Right. You're ready. excited, I'm you're spunky, so you're having fun. And he's probably like, sit your husband. ass down. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. He's Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And that's exactly dad. what happened. Right. I was ready to get out in the streets and mm-hmm. you know, move around because I don't want to miss another beat. Right. And he's still scared to death. Right. And rightfully, he, he, you know, mm-hmm. he was right. I was just ready to take, take everything on full on. I was just so much more appreciative of him and my life and everything. And I want to, how many times prior to this have I told my husband, not tonight, I'm mm-hmm. too tired, got to focus, the kids aren't asleep, I don't feel right, you got on my nerves. Now you're like, come on, let's do time. it, boo. Exactly. Right. So now I'm having this life awakening experience mm-hmm. and I'm just so in love with him and I'm ready to just
0: let's right. go. Right.
2: And he was not ready because he's still dealing with, you know, all this trauma emotionally, you right. know, and I didn't realize, right. so that dynamic crushed us, it literally did, mm-hmm. we still, <laughs> the ripple effect of that is still, you know, something that did it, it feel like with rejection today. for you, absolutely, that's exactly what it felt like, mm-hmm. because so many times he's felt rejected, mm-hmm. right, from just not being the right moment to have sex with your wife. You know how men are. They wanna have sex all right. (laughs) Right. Right. I got four kids. Where do they come from? (laughs) Right? Right. Right. That man can breathe on me and I'm pregnant. You know? (laughs) So that rejection I I was experiencing that and Lord women and all their insecurities now you're basically confirming all of my insecurities i'm not feeling desirable now mm-hmm. i don't look the same anymore mm-hmm. you know and how long will it take for you to shake, wake up like right, right. aren't you thankful that i made it like right. we made it right what's holding you back right so emotionally that was a very tough experience for me um it took time. It took time to get back. What in are you that guys room. doing
1: though? What are you guys doing? Because, <gasps> honey, and, you,
2: what you mean? Like you want to know my no, methods? No, 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 Okay, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm no, okay, talking okay. about what? What are you guys doing?
1: It. What are you guys doing?
2: There's some tricks now. There's
0: some <laughs> solutions to that. Listen, get, I don't
1: need no tricks. Oh, no. I got all the tricks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, what do you did guys you get?
0: Outside help.
2: What do you mean? Like a threesome? What you no, talking? No, no, a therapist, counseling. Sorry. Uh-huh. Not initially. Okay. Not initially. We're going through counseling now. Right. Okay. It took us a couple of months to get back. First of all, my weight. You know, Jay, Jay is not small. He's okay? a sturdy guy. And I am thin as hell. Right. So going from 80 pounds, I really had to gain my weight back. You know, I was so small, I couldn't even walk. Mm-hmm. I had to literally do rehab to learn to walk again and gain all my muscle strength and all those things. So... For him to even think about having sex with me, he was too afraid that, you know, he would hurt me. So, it really, first I had to focus, he's like, listen, I'm here, you just gotta focus on your health. You know, but man, they don't really like, it's like, girl, focus on your health. And I'm thinking, well, you just don't like me anymore. You just don't Mm -hmm. love me. And I went through this whole period of even wondering if I wasn't married. Would anybody out there love me? Right. Yeah. Would anybody right. be attracted to me if right. they knew that I had cancer? Right. So you go. I think you reached out to me, and I was like,
1: "Girl, stop it." I You did reach out to me. I said, "Yvonne, stop it." I said, "Girl, you are fly." You better stop that shit that I said mean don't don't i you, said though. don't I said don't even do that to yourself don't even do it. I said, even going through cancer, you're still bad as fuck. Stop it. I had to tell you to stop because I think that you were beating yourself up, and I, and I also try to explain to you, I'm not Jay, but I understand how he may feel and me I understand
2: right he whooped, listen, he wiped that booty hole right. Yeah. It was a lie. It's a lie. It all of my flaws. It's For someone a lot. Who, who knows you inside and out like that and right. to no longer feel wanted or yeah. desired from that person. Yeah. Yeah. I was devastated. Right.
0: You know? Right. But even the confidence challenges you were experiencing. I mean, we experience them when we gain weight. Like exactly. we start, we're like, I don't look the same
1: and I'm fluffy and look at my arm. You know, yeah. I, I still think that you should want to bang me. Well, I'm even kidding. if I put on some weight, I don't know, fuck, you still no, need any about to did, But He did. He right? wanted it was to. Just, he, just, he was but, scared. Yes. But I'm talking scared. about as, as, as a woman, I still feel in me that you should want to bang. It. That right. doesn't mean that that's how he feels. Right. He may be like, damn, she's kind of fluffy right now. I don't know. <laughs> but let me go ahead and get it together. Let, let, let me your, get my head right for this. Even your own
0: confidence. Let though. me close my like, eyes. you don't right. look the way you're
1: used to looking.
0: Right. Do you feel as as confident as you usually do? I think every I, day, or do you have? I to, think that do I you think have that to talk
1: yourself into it someday. I think that me personally, I know I've looked better, but I still feel good about me. Right. Okay.
2: So it's definitely a, a confidence. Yeah, it's it's a it right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
1: I still think that big or small. I still so should get some team. I'll give a fuck, okay? <laughs> I should some
2: head at least. Stop so, that shit. <laughs> you know, that's what Jay tells me all the time. He said, big women are usually the most confident. What you trying to say, Yvonne? That's, <laughs> you ask the guy. I'm not. This is what he told me, okay? He said, big girls are usually more confident than the small ones. I don't know if that's true. Right. Actually, yes, it is true. Really? Yeah. Because at some point, say,
0: you know what? I'm going to live
1: this life. Also, we're not big girls. So it's different. I'm on the bigger side of, of myself what right usually, now. If I know if that I'm big, on the bigger but side but of myself. now. But if You go out right in now.
0: public and ask a man, am I a big girl? He's not talking about you. Yeah. Okay. And you know what's so not.
2: crazy? When I was at super, super skinny, I would watch that 600 pound show yeah. and cry because I could totally relate. To how they feel, even though we are having, it's basically the yes. same struggle on on, on, opposite, on end. The opposite Yes.
1: So tell me the tools and techniques that the counselor and I'm t- not oh, talking not about
2: the tools in the, no. in the bedroom. Okay, okay. The, the, that's the, another. That's another. The podcast. emotional. Um,
1: y'all, I want
0: to talk about sex, y'all. The, emo,
1: <laughs> the emotional healing.
0: I'm, listen, I've healed from a lot of things on you. Sh-
1: I am healed, honey. Yes. She's ready to go. Obviously, she's like my snapper is back together. Listen,
0: but I need to
1: know what tools they've given you and how they've advised you and what you feel has really worked to help mend your marriage back or to help Jay, you know, not only understanding him, mm-hmm. because now you have an understanding. I don't think a couple months ago you didn't have an understanding. So right. now I you understand. Right. Mean, right. Mm-hmm. So now you understand his viewpoint because it was a valid one
2: it just takes time to heal right not just the physical
1: right so what are the small steps that you're doing to help nurture that emotional connection again and the physical connection again
2: So we just started counseling. I'm so excited about that. It's something that I've always considered, something we've done in the past, just never really followed through. Mm -hmm. Or you always wait until it's really, really bad to try to find solutions. But I feel like having that resource when things are good and just nurturing, you know, mental health or having the outlet to talk about what, how you feeling or things that you want to improve on before it gets bad mm-hmm. has been already life-changing. Um, so help, counseling really, really helps um, just acknowledging each other, acknowledging how we really feel, you know, because all the focus, like you say, is more so on the person who's having cancer. And it's like, well, what about what about Jay because that's really affected him so making sure that I acknowledge what he's going through um, I think that's that's a big thing you know your support system is going through it Mm -hmm. just as much if not more than you are Um, and there's so many things that we just uh, gaining that weight honey that really helped yes that that really helped okay Um, but are you still vegan no. Okay. Oh, no, I shouldn't say it like that. Right. I you shouldn't say it like you're that. You saying it like that for you? I'm sorry. You're not still vegan. Right. I'm sorry. That was good. That, it was good. I I have I have a good balance. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that I have a much better balance now. You know, I do want to try that Popeyes chicken, but Wait, I'm yeah. not that desperate. Yeah. You low low see what I mean? But yes, you're not eat well. I eat well, and I focus on you know good nutrition and things like that. But um. Communication. Forget cancer. That's in any relationship. Absolutely. My lord, do we still have to work on that? Right. Yes. One thing I must say is that my expectations after, you know, surviving my whole cancer trauma was, well, this would just this would bring us closer more than ever. Mm-hmm. And you set the bar so high right. that you can't even reach it. Right. So, not having those type of, you know, un- unbelievable. Expectations. Right. You know, take it one day at a time. Things are not going to be perfect just because you, you just survived. But I,
1: But I understand how you feel, though. I understand coming out of it and feeling thank God. Right. I'm ready to live. Jay, we need you go on this vacation? I need to do the booty of looking at right. the ocean. I need to have this. We need to go ahead and buy that house. We right. need to go ahead and let's not wait one more your day whole for life anything. Together. I understand that perspective. Yes. I also understand the perspective of. I'm scared, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going to happen to her. I, wanna, I want her to just relax. I want her to sit down. I know that she wants to do her business. I know that, but I need her to just relax for a second. So like take you,
2: it as it comes.
1: You recently went to France
2: mm-hmm. on, a,
1: on a, a holiday. How did he react to you going on a he trip? He was
2: excited. He was excited. It was so crazy. Oh, gosh. Here we go being real raw, right? On the way there. Jay said, I can't even remember what we were arguing about. That's the thing that got me. We used to argue over every little thing right, right. why is your why is that toilet lid open right. Mm-hmm. right? So you come back on the other side of surviving cancer and you're still arguing over the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. that's devastating right. to me right right you know, and that's what I meant by having those expectations that now the toilet lid is always going to be closed, and that's right. not true. Right. It's just that now you know the toilet lid means nothing to right. you. Right. I'll close it if it means we're going to have sex tonight. Right. Okay. No, Just, you know, that no, we're going to be on that's good understandable. terms. Right. You yeah. have a totally different appreciation. Pick and choose your battles. Right. Pick and choose but your battles. on the way to France, Jay and I, can't remember what we argued about, and out of love, out of love, Jay said to me, if we need to get a divorce or if you need to find somebody that will make you happy i'm even will i love you so much that i'm willing to let you go i was devastated but then i realized Now huh.
1: no he's speaking some truth right the because is real. he's saying to you shit i did so much and you're still not happy right like what the fuck was you what you exactly. want from me girl is i can't what else you do is, right you're not even allowing him or giving him the grace of Grieving that part too. Exactly. He he, he he had to be able to grieve, right? You know. So, and I understand I mean, your perspective as well. Not in the
2: hospital grieving. Right. I'm like right. Liz. I'm
1: tired of
0: grieving. Right, right, right. But, but I think that you do. have to understand, like that's not something that we think about <clears throat> automatically. Is that he had a grieving process as well? Right. You don't know that. Right. You know your experience. You know yes. that you were on the brink of death. My perspective. So. I think that that the time and and the counseling that you're getting and all of that and articles you're reading, Mm -hmm. everything you're doing to help you understand what it's like to be everybody else and not just
1: the person that was laying in the bed. Exactly. So the argument that on the way to the airport when you're going to France – he says to you, "That was you, not
2: the solution." By the way, oh, of course not, because y'all said together. Right. But we're we're figuring things out. Basically, right. we're saying, "Well, hell, things are this bad. Well, maybe we maybe we shouldn't be together." Right. And I'm thinking, well, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe right. I'm wrong. You know, right. I'm mm-hmm. fighting for to keep it together, but maybe I should explore other options. Right. And mm-hmm. when you open that door, honey, right. they come. Right. They come. Oh, and I know him, honey. honey. And now I'm getting a, I'm I'm getting that attention that I was looking for. Right. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, this feels pretty good. Right. Mm-hmm. That validation. Right, right. Wow. Because, I'm still fly. Right. Right. I look good. I was, I'm it desired. Was, it was filling that void that I wasn't mm-hmm. getting from who I wanted. Right. You know, and now I'm basically looking in all the wrong places. Right. Mm-hmm. And I eventually figured out that wow, it's really not Jay Mm-mm. or this person or that person. Mm-hmm. I gotta. Miss you. Right, because what if that person goes? Right, What if my husband dies? Right. You know? So if my true happiness relies on how somebody else makes me feel,
1: you're never gonna Let me you, just go ahead
2: and right, check on out. Right, because you're Popeyes, never gonna chicken, be happy. chicken, please. Yes, say it again. you're say never it gonna again. be happy.
1: First of all, I'm gonna need you to stop bashing Popeye's Okay, I'm sorry, I do I'm being disrespectful.
2: Let me tell y'all, chicken, they <laughs> don't even put mayo. <laughs> they do it with a bun and a pickle. That tells you the game. Let me, t- don't try be d- disrespectful to my Chick-fil-A. Listen, I don't, <laughs> I don't even listen. have to put mayo. We they don't, don't do season what? as good as Popeye's, what? but whatever,
1: we gonna we, let's not have this argument. Health. We care about your health. We gonna come back to this argument. We just, that's another episode. Sorry, Chick-fil-A sorry, sorry. versus Popeye's.
0: It's already been done.
1: <laughs> so just go on Twitter or on Instagram. They're already talking about it. So what, what do you think your greatest lesson? And we're going to wrap with this, but what do you think your greatest lesson? What was God teaching you through this?
2: god honey beyonce taught me she said (laughs) stop stop worrying about the little things what did she say stop making a big deal out of the the little little things things. right that's it right there stop Mm -hmm. making a big deal out of the little things live in the present moment if i've learned nothing out of this this is exactly what i'm trying to do goosebumps okay goosebumps because that's all you got right that's all you got. Right. Set all your goals as high as you want. You still gonna right. accomplish them one step at a time. Right. So just enjoy what you did accomplish and didn't accomplish. Right. All at the same time, just finding that balance. Everything that I'm trying to do now, whether it's my relationship, mother stuff, business stuff, I'm just trying to find that balance. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's, all, that's all I can do. How has... This experience,
1: besides the finding the balance, changed Yvonne for the better. How has this changed you for the better?
2: I I judge myself a lot less. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know, and You think you're easier on yourself? I think so. I'm still something that I'm working on, but oh gosh, I wouldn't wear open toe shoes because somebody talked about my toes when I was 15 years old. Oh girl, stop. I'm serious. No, but I I understand. The insecurities were real. Yes, like take down all these barriers. Yes, right. You're living. I mean, honey, look how I'm in these streets, <laughs> ashy with chipped off toenails. Listen, now. That's I'm the living. real person. Listen,
1: I, you know I've seen you everything, honey. Yes. I seen you not. Sh- I seen okay everything, show, so I know, and I, you still I'm fly.
2: Comfortable, I'm more comfortable showing all my flaws. Mm-hmm. I'm accepting and I'm allowing whatever comes to me, even cancer, even if that's the journey that I have to go on to realize. How great and powerful I am, and there's still a way to connect to the divine through all these different obstacles and trials and opinions and whatever else is out there, you know. You loving Yvonne. For I'm Yvonne. just loving Yvonne one step at a time. That's amazing. Chip toenail and everything. Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. For doing Thank this. you. I so love you mom. so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my <laughs> Be <beef> fatty girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you, you guys. for joining
1: us. We appreciate you guys, and um, I really love this. I love it. I had goosebumps, tears, everything. I went through every every motion. Happiness, happiness, sadness, everything. Everything. This was amazing. Thank you for doing But most of all,
0: I think um, what people appreciate and what I appreciate is just sister friends. Yes. And just realizing that we keep learning and growing and pushing each other. Raya is a great example of that because she came in guns blazing and stood in the gap um, (laughs) and you were able to receive her friendship and you're here to talk about it and it's, it's an amazing thing. It's a testament to just to love and how God puts us in the pathways of people. And we don't know what it's for or why. First, you think it's just for laughs. And then here she is saving mm-hmm. your I'm life. So. Fine, honey. <laughs> right. <laughs> a beef patty and She didn't eat that
1: damn beef patty. I, was <laughs> about. Right. I went all the way across town. Look at we, listen, me and my <laughs> sisters, look, we got to find beef patties for Whatever. this girl. Okay, she did a I came in the hospital patty. room with a beef
0: patty, a smoothie, and a cape and was like, We about to save lives <laughs> up in this bitch. So yeah. So guys, thank you so much for listening today. Um, we co- we're gonna look forward to more episodes. Again, you can follow Yvonne. Um, she has a website. Tell us that website
2: again. com.
1: And um, on Instagram, it's Melange Mode.
2: It's G. Pearson. I just transitioned. Okay. Oh, you okay. did? Okay, boo, I see you. You can still find me with Melange Mode, which right. is more so my clothing line, mm-hmm. what I started off with. But then I realized hey, there's so much more. I'm more than just my clothing Hold line. Hold did yes. you, you start me following be... me well, from your Yvonne Pearson?
1: Honey, I've always been following you. Oh, I didn't know. I have to go I always. Did you just change your I name? I just changed my name. Oh, okay, So she okay, still okay. follows you. And okay. you follow her, you just okay. didn't even know. I didn't, you know, <laughs> I don't so know guys, how this stuff works anymore. I'm getting kind of old.
0: Yes, anyway. yes. So thank you from Fire at Will. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Um, rate, comment, subscribe. And also, leave your comments below. Um, Make sure that you are DMing and messaging Faya at will. If you have any additional questions or just want to leave comments for Yvonne on this episode, please feel free. Thank you, guys. guys. Bye. Bye.